Hi kids, I'm Bill Allerton from Urban Tiger Radio, deep in the concrete jungle heart of Sheffield, United Kingdom. And with me here today, as she is every day, is Nelly, <coughs> the Urban Tiger. I hope you're enjoying these stories. These stories were not easy to write, uh, and I'll tell you just a little bit about how they came about. I was born Christmas Day 1947. Can you imagine having me as a Christmas present? Santa didn't come to visit her that year, I can promise you that. All she got was me, and I think in some ways that might have been enough. Anyway, later on, it would be September 1952. I walked into Sharrow Lane Infant and Junior School in Sheffield, and that was my first day at school. I really, really, really had been looking forward to going there for quite some time. When I got in there, I thoroughly enjoyed it. My years in the infants were amazing. Uh, constant discovery, learning new things all the time, meeting new people. Fantastic place to be. Now let's fast forward somewhere around and about 50 years. And I was asked if I would help out at my local school on a spare morning or spare day that I might have had. So I agreed. So I went back into that same school 50 years later. And I felt when I got there exactly the same as I had the first time I walked in. It was a wonderful experience. It was a place of learning, discovery, love, adventure. Fantastic it was. Now, I was asked to go in because some of the children were finding it difficult to learn to read. And some of the children weren't really bothered about learning to read and couldn't see why it was that important. So I went in and together with the children, we began to write poems and stories. I would ask them what character they wanted to be, what situation they found themselves in. And then I would go away and write a story that involved them in the plot and bring it them back the following week. So some of these stories were written very, very quickly, and sometimes you can tell. Now, one of the things is, it's one thing not being interested in reading, but when your name is on that paper and you are in that story, you then want to read that story. So this gave lots of children the incentive to pick up a piece of paper or a book and learn to read because they really wanted to read about themselves in that story. So that is how these stories came about. They were all put together in 2002 as a book, which is not available, but if enough people wanted it, then I would reprint the book. But this is where the stories came from. I hope you enjoy the stories that I will continue to bring you. But don't worry, if you are enjoying them, there are quite a few left yet. It will be a while before we get to the end of them. So, I'm Bill Allerton from Urban Tiger Radio, and this is your next story, coming right up now. The story is called Clara the Blue and Joseph the Red. The children, Clara and Joseph wanted to be witches and wizards and they wanted to have a fight. So here is Clara the Blue and Joseph the Red and don't forget 
to keep out of the way, because when these two get together, sparks fly. The castle is cold, said Joseph the Red, just like the icicles that hang from your bed. That's because I'm an ice witch, said Clara the Blue. You remember that Zelda, our mother, was too. I know that, snapped Joseph. But before I get old, one day I'd like porridge that wasn't so cold, and the toast is so hard it's a total disgrace. You could use it to sandpaper the spots off your face. But I think it's cosy, said Clara the Blue. And if you were an ice wizard, you might think so too. Thank heavens I'm not said that fieriest of wizards, so I'll just pop outside and stoke up the lizards. When Joseph returned, the castle was warm. I'm melting, cried Clara. You do me great harm. She waved both her arms and chanted a rune to an old and familiar Albanian folk tune that started out well but ended quite clunky. And Joseph the Red was turned into a monkey. He then cast a spell in the midst of his rage, made Clara a bird and himself as the cage. I have you at last, he shouted in glee. Clara turned to a fly, slipped the bars and was free. Joseph shouted out loud, Kaplunk and Kaplug, and transformed himself into a slimy green frog. And as Clara buzzed by with her fly's tinny song, he chased her round the room with his tongue, and they whammied, they blammied, they alakazamied, and flew round the room like a bat. As the magic built higher, the air caught on fire, and singed all the fur on their old ginger cat. That's enough, screamed Clara. I'll cast a huge spell. So will I, chanted Joseph. I'll cast one as well, and don't ever forget, Sister Clara the Blue, I am a greater wizard than you. Well, the room filled with sparks and showers of magic, and if it hadn't been funny, it would have seemed tragic, as Clara the Blue and Joseph the Red fought through the kitchen, the stables, the bed, and each room they fought in was left all awry, as magic poured out to the dark evening sky, and lit up the village, just like it was day, and the villagers clapped at the firework display as the castle lit up in a whirlwind of light, Clara and Joseph fought all through the night. They conjured up creatures from all kinds of hell, turned themselves and each other into them as well. And they whammied, they blammied, they alakazamied and flew round a room like a bat. As the magic built higher, the air caught on fire and singed all the fur on their old ginger cat. Now the spells rained so fast it was hard to see what creature next they would dream up to be. They shifted their shapes into papers and boxes, pencils and rubbers and bushy-tailed foxes, bears with sore heads and dinosaurs too, light bulbs and curtains and a seat from the loo. The air filled with wasps and a swarm of blue flies and hideous creatures without any eyes. Sellotape, scissors, a sailor's tattoo, cats with no tails and a cold eye statue. 
And still they whammied, they blammied, they alakazamied and flew round the room like a bat. As the magic built higher, the air caught on fire and singed all the fur from their old ginger cat. And still they fought on, till the morn's early light, becoming dark monsters and things of the night, an elephant, horses, a large flying fish, a frying pan, butter, and a large china dish, a lizard, a spider that lives in a hole, a table, a chair, a football, a goal, a large buzzy bee, a Venus fly trap, a wicked old woman, an old man in a cap. And still they whammied, they blammied, they alakazamied and flew round the room like a bat. As the magic built higher, the air caught on fire and singed all the fur on their old ginger cat. And still they fought on, without any respite, showering the world outside with their light through dragons and worms and crystals that glinted until all of their spells were shattered and splintered. Now, Joseph the Red had just one spell left. He worked so hard on it, his brow was a ridge. He reached into the future and brought back a fridge. Hey, that's cool, said Blue Clara. I like it in here. There are boxes and spaces for butter and beer, and I can see for a week what I shall be eating. So please yourself now and put on the heating. Later that day, when the magic slowed down and was scattered like tiny gold flecks on the ground, the villagers took it away in their wagons, and Joseph went out to turn up the dragons. Well, I hope you enjoyed Clara the Blue and Joseph the Red, and it just goes to show that whenever two people have a disagreement, there's usually something that can be found that will end that disagreement, either now or later. So, until next time, it's a goodbye from me and a <coughs> from Nelly. Goodbye.